Thank you, Chemical Straight Jacket. They're the ones who did my theme song. What do you think of it? I think it's pretty awesome, and I hope you do too, because I'm going to keep using it. Anyway, I'm Jeff Cialetti, and this is the Drinkable Globe podcast. We have a bit of a mini-series here for you, a Dutch mini-series to be exact. I'm doing three episodes on Geneva, the Dutch spirit, which as you know was the Dutch forerunner of gin. It's having a bit of a mini-renaissance. I'd like to see more of it. I want you to drink more of it. No, I'm not on anyone's payroll in the Netherlands. I am just in love with this spirit and I want you to be too. The first of these interviews is with Pete van Leyenhorst, who is the master distiller at uh, Balls Geneva. Did it about a month and a half ago at Tales of the Cocktail. First eight minutes or so, you might hear a bit of a rattling sound. We were in a back room at a restaurant and there was this really annoying fan going and uh, it was just a matter of finding somebody to turn it off after about eight minutes we finally get it turned off and uh, it's not there to annoy you anymore but it's just in the background you probably wouldn't even have noticed it until I told you so I just shot myself in the foot anyway here we go with Pete Van Leyenhorst of Balls My name is uh, Pete Van Leyenhorst and I'm the master distiller of Lucas Bolts. Piet von Leyenhorst? Van Leyenhorst. Van, von Leyenhorst. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so happy to be here. I'm excited to be tasting Paul's Geneva. I've become I've become kind of a fan of, of, of Geneva in general. I started exploring it a little bit a couple of years ago and and now I'm just excited for uh, how much effort's being put behind it in the United States because uh, yeah. very few people know what it is here. So um, if you just want to talk a little bit initially, a little quick history of Geneva, you know, how it was the forerunner to gin and that sort of thing. Well, the thing is it all started uh, around uh, 1600. Mm-hmm. There are different uh, dates. Uh, someone said 66, 68, uh, 1680 and so on. Um, uh, the thing is, we had a product called Geneva. It was based, and it is still today, on a malt spirit. Mm-hmm. I will later explain to you what a malt spirit is, and a juniper berry distillate. Those are the basics of Geneva. Next to that, each distiller can make his choice for a mix of botanicals to have some extra taste in the final product. That's totally up to the distiller. So he can use uh, licorice, he can use caraway seed, he can use uh, hops, he can use uh, ginger, whatever is available, it's choice. But it has to have some juniper berry Mm. and it has to have this malt spirit. So there's really no stipulation on how much juniper has to be there, it just has to be there? The juniper berry is not uh, described. Mm. The amount of malt spirit has been described lately and said, well, we have different type of uh, different type of Geneva's. Mm-hmm. In Holland, we have the so-called Young Geneva. Doesn't say something about the age, but it's the Geneva was introduced after World War II, mm-hmm. when people wanted to have more neutral tasting drinks and vodka was coming up, and Dutch distillers were uh, choosing what to do with my Geneva. Should I? Uh, adjust the recipe a little bit to make it a little bit more neutral 
and finally a lot of them did and they called it the Young Geneva. The existing one at that moment, at that particular moment, was getting an old Geneva. Mm. Nothing to do with age again, yeah. only with recipe. Because this malt spirit amount for Young Geneva is from 1.5 until 15%. An old Geneva starts at 15% until 100, mm. 100%. And then you have something range in between. So that, that's the basics of Geneva. And we think, we as boss think, that in uh, this period from 1640, 1660, um, oh, wait, wait, one, one second, sorry. Hey, Christine, um, do you know if you could turn that off? Yeah, because it's... Oh, yeah. I mean, it might be one of those. Yeah, yeah I don't, don't mess with it. No, I'm going to ask. All right, cool. Yeah, I just want to make sure because that, that sound of the fan. Oh, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but we can keep going and then yeah. sort of... So we're we thinking from that period until 1820, mm -hmm. there should be a product with 100% malt spirit. Yeah. Because it was impossible to make a neutral grain spirit. Because a neutral grain for to make a new neutral grain spirit, you need a lot of columns to remove all kind of ingredients in in the in the fermented product, which you don't want to have in the final taste. Because it's the word says neutral grain spirit, very neutral in taste, mm -hmm. and they were not able to do it because they didn't have columns. The column only started in 1820 or something mm -hmm. later, close to that period. So we made a 100% malt spirit based on that period. Then after 1820, and that's the bottle over there, the, the bottle's original. Yeah, yeah. It's based on a recipe which goes back to 1820. I found it in an old recipe book mm -hmm. we have, and it says 90-95% of the recipe we copied. And of course our quality control is much better than at that time, but the basics of the product is the same as in, in uh, what we have over there. So is that is that considered old or new style? This, this is in fact the, the original, and original. The, uh, the malt spirit amount is more than 60%. Okay. So, so it's very malty. In very, taste very it's also yeah. very malty. And so we cover, in, in, in the meantime, we cover the whole range. Yeah. We cover the whole range from history until today. Okay. That's uh, the thing. But I'm not on here not only to talk about bolts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why we have a lot of our other products also here. So um, our colleagues in Holland and Belgium mm -hmm. are also making Geneva. Yeah. And as I said before, everybody tries to make his own taste and his own flavor. But again, the basics should be Uniper and this malt spirit. Um, for example, Borgen, the Borgen, mm. has quite a low amount of malt spirit. Bobby's is somewhere in between. But that one, Notaris, has 100% malt spirit. Ah, okay. So it's more or less the same as we do with Bolts. We introduced a few months ago also 100% malt spirit. Then we have the Bolts Original, it's about 60% of this malt spirit. And next to that, the Bolts Barrel Aged, which is in fact the original, but matured on wooden cask. Wooden cask from the limousine area. Uh, 350 liter content and at least 18 months matured. Okay. And that's the product we're drinking now, which gives you this very smooth 
complex text. And a little bit of color too. Yeah, and a little bit of color. As far as going going more and more neutral, was that just a matter of consumer tastes evolving in that direction or was it just because column distillation? No, it was in that time. Yeah. In that time, in the, in the 50s, that uh, yeah, there was a trend for more neutral tasting drinks. And later on, that changed, luckily, in my opinion, luckily, mm. because I like products with, with a particular taste. Uh, I don't like vodka, to be honest with you, because I think vodka doesn't have any taste. No, it's, exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> I've been saying that for yeah, a long time. It's uh, a neutral grain spirit and yeah. diluted to 40%, and that's it, in my opinion. And I know that I'm not totally right, because the... Well, I mean, the category is huge and it's doing really well, so... Yeah, exactly. So, so, but I liked, I, I'm very happy that people do know Geneva much more and that we, we try to educate and to tell people what we're doing and why we're doing it. Uh, because Geneva is such a beautiful product. I, I started working in the distilled spirits industry and I fell in love with Geneva. I, it's such a very nice product and you can use it for everything. For everything. You can mature it, you can make a cocktail of it, you can drink it straight if you want mm. so it's it's very 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 nice product how do you what's your favorite way to drink it straight uh, I drink it straight. Drink straight that's that's really the traditional way correct? yeah 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 and that's that's the, the glass over there the so-called tulip glass mm-hmm. that's the one which is still used in uh, Holland in a lot of bars and uh, there's a certain habit with the headbutt thing, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the slurping, uh, yeah, 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 you know it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, um, yeah. I wrote a little bit about it in my book, and I got to do it last year at a bar convent Berlin. I think it was at the actually at the ball stand, so okay, yeah, okay, okay. Well, you see, it started with uh, some uh, some bars in Amsterdam with a very low counter, yeah, yeah. So they fill you the glass totally mm. to the brim, and you can pick it up without spoiling you. Geneva. Mm. So the first of all, you have your first nip, and then you can pick up your glass without spoiling it. Oh, okay. So so it's really out so of out of necessity more than it was, and it just became the fashion. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's we uh, we are Dutch, eh? We want value for money. Uh, that's how we are. So we don't like the bartender to fill the glass uh, only half. We eh? say, oh, come on, I'm paying for a full glass. So he fills it totally. And again, then without spoiling it, you can't pick it up. So uh, it's the way. You want to get your money's worth. Yeah. You? So <laughs> otherwise, yeah. you know, you're going to yeah. be, I mean, that's what, two ounces or, or, th- or 200, what is it? Yeah. Uh, uh, 60 milliliters, that's correct? I think this glass is about uh, 35 milliliters. 35 milliliters, okay. It's, it's about that. Right. About that. It's, yeah. What, what types of places do you recommend as being the best places to drink Geneva? Yeah, there are some some. Uh, and even not just in Amsterdam, but outside of Amsterdam. Oh, you you have uh, in in the whole of the whole country, uh, not only in the Netherlands but also in Belgium, you have uh, wonderful uh, Geneva bars, and they sometimes have uh, has uh, a lot of Geneva, so you can try them a lot. So. Uh, I, it's not speci- one specific bar I should recommend. Well, there's I uh, I know I'm trying to think of there was one or two that I went to specifically in Amsterdam, and I'm never going to pronounce them correctly, but it was uh, Drie Flesjes. Drie Flesjes, yeah. Uh, I went Drie there, Flesjes. and uh, the other one was 
No, all of sports. We have we have a small distillery in uh, in the center of Amsterdam. Yeah. Next to the Krasnopolsky Hotel, and it's f- 300 meters from the Damrak Square. That's where we also make our Damrak gin, by mm-hmm. the way. And we have uh, a small bar, a more tasting yeah. room, as they say it. So they're not uh, tables, they're not chairs. Uh, you have to stand up, and that's one of the places you can drink. Uh, Geneva's, mm. so, uh, but Three Flesh is also well known. Yeah, yeah you know, I love well. the atmosphere there. Yeah, it's sort yeah, of this yeah, just yeah. old, yeah, yeah, kind of dusty. Yeah. Um, the Wijnand fucking proeflokaal, the Wijnand fucking proeflokaal. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been there too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I should say next time you're there, please. And next to the proeflokaal, you have the Lucas Bolts Distillery. So. Oh yeah, the, yeah, I did. I actually, um, I got a little tour and. Um, in the distillery? Yeah, and they gave me, you know, I did some tastings of some liqueurs too and whatnot. So that was uh, okay. That okay. was a lot of fun. And, okay. Um, okay. But um, no, I went down. I went down to Skeetum too, and uh, am I pronouncing that right? Skeetum. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I did some tours down there as well, and and Dordrecht and places yeah. like that. So yeah. You have uh, uh, Rutte. Rutte. Yeah. I, I visited uh, Rutte. It's it's they have a distillery in Dordrecht. Yeah. It's owned by the Kuiper nowadays. And uh, it's in Schiedam, by the way, the head office. Mm. And Notaris is made by Herman Janssen, and it's also based in uh, Schiedam. Oh, okay. And Hooghout, the Borgen, is uh, based in Groningen, in the north of Holland. And Smeets is is Belgium, in Hasselt. Hasselt. Smeets comes from Hasselt. It is uh, a small town in Belgium. And... uh, they are very famous for the Geneva, by the way. They have a Geneva uh, the town bar over there. Oh, wow. And I, and I think there's even a, a Geneva Museum in Hasselt. But I'm not quite sure about that. Yeah, it's been a few years since I've been to Belgium, but next time I go back, I definitely... Because I was mostly going for beer, and now <laughs> now I want to do a yeah. whole Geneva tour. Yeah, but, but, but uh, uh, you're right, Belgium has a lot of these small craft breweries, mm. but they also have a lot of uh, craft distilleries. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I, haven't even yeah. S- I haven't seen that side of it, because it's five years ago when I was going to Belgium frequently, I was still very, very much in the beer, and then I got in the spirit shortly after that, and then... Um, as I've been learning more about Geneva, I'm like, I really need to go back to Belgium now because I've, I've done it in the Netherlands. But now I really need to, to see kind of Belgian Geneva culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, what, that's yeah. what's great is like, you know, every time I travel back, there's always some other reason for me to be there. So I always see something new. And that's one of the reasons why I just love to travel. Okay, I hope next time that you are in Amsterdam, please give me a call. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'll invite you in our distillery and I'll explain exactly what we're doing over there. Oh, I would love and that. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, it's, it should be great because I'm already very happy that you uh, are a Geneva lover, a Geneva yeah. fan. So uh, I like you to be that even more and more and more. As oh, yeah, as yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hooked. I've, yeah. um, I've been so excited about it. Um, I've been writing about it any time that I could, and it's been a fun little adventure. I still have so much to learn about it, and yeah. that's what makes it really yeah. exciting. And, and there's some people in the United States that are making a version of it. They can't really call it Geneva; they have to call it Geneva-style gin. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's still it's still yeah. kind of far off from from the yeah. original. So, yeah. but it's it's by far not a gin, eh? but it's, I don't have to explain it to you. That's, yeah. uh, 
this is a really, uh, really uh, Geneva. Yeah. Uniper barrier mount is uh, is much lower than in a gin. Uh, there's no citrus, which is normally in a gin recipe. We we do use coriander. We do yeah. use uh, all kinds of other herbs uh, to give it particular taste. For example, in that uh, Bold Geneva original, we have 22 different botanicals. Wow! But all in a very low level. Because when we when we were making the the product and we introduced we blend that's the better word we blend yeah. a little bit of the, the botanical distillate to it, we saw that the taste was getting a little bit sharper. And I don't want that. I want the product to be smooth. And and now it's maltiness, but it's smooth, it's easy going over here, and it's not sharp. And that, that's and if you add too much of that herbs distillate it's getting a little bit sharper that they say wow what is it sharp but smooth smoothness is the key it should be smooth easy going the way i've i've sort of like to characterize it is it's almost the bridge between gin and whiskey and you can kind of bring the whiskey fans from one side the gin fans from another side and you can sort of meet in the middle at geneva and then maybe they'd be more willing to explore yeah i think you made a very good comparison because it's, it, it is the bridge between uh, gin and Geneva. By the way, did you, the gin was the, 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 the base for the gin. The English tried to copy it. Yeah. But they made a mistake with the juniper berry amount. That's why they made gin. Yeah, they put too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, they, they put too much. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we are the basics for the gin, in fact. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I know there are a lot of stories associated with that. You know, one of the stories, and I don't know which one is true. There's always le legends and myths, but one of the, the stories is when they were fighting the, the Thirty Years' War and then they went home, They when they were drinking a lot of Geneva, they're like, we want to replicate this. All we remember about is that it had juniper in it. So then yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how gin yeah, was yeah, born. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm sure that yeah. it wasn't exactly like that, but it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the same story. So yeah. they, they call it the Dutch courage. Dutch courage, yeah. yeah because soldiers were fighting that good. And they said, wow, wow. But they had some drinks before they <laughs> went to fight. So, yeah. That's a very nice story. I don't know. Yeah, you know, everything I don't is, know, is, but it's, it's a story. Yeah, yeah, it's a story. Everything yeah. has a story. There's yeah. only a, usually a grain of truth to a yeah, lot of it. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as, um, you know, a lot of the cocktails that are being made with it, have they? has it been being used primarily as a replacement for gin in certain cocktails, or are you going in, like, whiskey direction as well? No, as far as I know, but I'm not a cocktail yeah. expert. We have our cocktail expert, by the way, uh, here. Uh, we mainly replace uh, vodka and gin. Okay. And uh, I've seen different cocktails made with vodka and one and with Geneva, and you see a huge difference in taste because Geneva brings something extra, brings taste. And uh, bring me up to a story when we introduced both Geneva for the first time in the US. Mm. In Los Angeles, I explained <coughs> to the people how we made Geneva, and uh, after my my presentation, uh, I think one of your colleagues uh, came to me and said, "So thank you, you're bringing us taste." And I said, "What do you What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, we have about 500 different vodkas in uh, in the U.S., and more or less, the taste is the same." Yeah. 
So, but you bring us something specific, with something with a particular taste. So I was very happy with his uh, remark. Uh, uh, so. And that's the point with Geneva, I think. People are looking for something new and different, and that's why I think that it's got, um, there's a lot of opportunity here for it. Because I think even, even people who only drink cocktails with vodka or just vodka drinkers aren't big spirits people, they're starting to get curious about categories with a little more flavor. And I think that Geneva is a nice step away into something with more flavor and there are different levels with different flavors, more flavor. And I, I think it can only serve to enhance somebody's drinking experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, did you, shall I give you a little bit of Oh, please, yes. Yeah. Making this product, reviving the, the recipe, in fact, I, I read that in the old recipe books and said, why can't we use it? And if you drink it now, you have in the aftertaste, you have prickling on your tongue. You don't feel it. I do, I do. I'm trying to, okay. I'm trying to place what the flavor is, though. You, you feel it on, your, on the top of your tongue? You oh, have yeah, this. yeah. It's almost a, like a peppery sensation or a... Yeah, but it's not pepper. It's not pepper. <laughs> or, you know, maybe some sort of baking spice. That's so funny. It, it comes in the aftertaste on, yeah, on, on the top of your tongue. It's... And you see the maltiness of the taste and the... the mm. but. I hope you also feel that it's very smooth. Yeah, yeah, very, very smooth. Uh, I can I can totally uh, agree with you that you can compare it with an unaged whiskey. Uh, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. And it's funny because um, I was tasting, there was a moonshine distiller here that was tasting some moonshine, and um, I had had it before, but I had forgotten what it tasted like. And then I tasted it, and it was really, really neutral. And they... Um, they said they, you know, they do that on purpose. But then I was just like, it's pretty much just vodka. Then, ah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I, when I have an unaged whiskey, I want it to taste like unaged whiskey. If it's a yeah. corn whiskey, I want yeah. to taste the corn. Of course, it's, so. uh, same with me. I'm happy with this. This, uh, then at least you have a taste. You, you're tasting something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you, otherwise, you, you, you it's drink just alcohol. You drink water for to 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 uh, have water because you have to drink it, but. Most of the waters doesn't have any taste, so yeah. uh, uh, and alcohol, neutral grain spirit, yeah. What are you drinking? Well, that's exactly it's it. The, I think yeah. that with with me, I like to drink because I like I like to experience a flavor. I mean, the the alcohol effects are sort of secondary to yeah. it. I don't drink to get drunk. Yeah, you know, exactly. Drink, you drink to enjoy. I drink to enjoy. And vodka, I feel like, and and no offense to vodka, I do drink vodka and certain things and I have a very sort of when in Rome kind of attitude especially when I was in Poland I went to vodka shop bars and things like that and I had a blast but but really I feel like vodka is really just you're drinking it for what you're going to feel not for what you're going to taste yeah. I'd rather drink for yeah. what I'm going to taste yeah yeah I, I think so yeah I think so it's because there's not not that much that much uh, taste in it uh, no no yeah better so. better have a uh, one of the Genevas. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know, and I think that um, yeah. I think that that this is this is a great moment. I love the investment that the EU is making behind it. Yeah, and like that. I'm very happy with it. Yeah, 
because it gave us the possibility. We we are working since 2008, as I told you. Yeah. We we introduced Bold Geneva in uh, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Boston, and now you see that in fact what our competitors are, but altogether we we can build the Geneva category. And I said to you before, I think it's very important that more and more people are talking about Geneva, better drink it, but okay, uh, talking about Geneva and, and trying to see what it is and trying to taste it and, well, some people will like it, some people won't, but yeah. it's always the, the same. But people who like it, well, those are fans for life. And that's good. D- does, does anybody drink it with food? Does it have any sort of food pairing recommendations with it? Or is we, it just really on its own? Uh, we, we, we have. We have this, for example, this uh, uh, barrel aged. Uh-huh. It's a perfect combination with uh, herring. Oh, wow. In the beginning of June, when the fresh new herring comes in, yeah. there are a lot of parties all over the country. Uh, with uh, bolts and herring. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I've never been yeah. there in June, so now yeah. I have to go there. Yeah, in yeah, 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 really. And uh, we have a type of this, you know, which is matured for six years, mm-hmm. so e- even a little bit more complex in taste. And uh, that one is perfect with some old cheese. Oh, nice. So uh, there are some combinations uh, possible this this maltiness for example try it with the cheese yeah and, and that one try it with with fish with uh, with the herring mm-hmm. raw herring is perfect it's very nice very nice so there is some uh, some comparing now i want some herring amsterdam they're cleaning the herring and you have some uh, onions you put it in the onions you oh. pick it with with the tail and then have it and then next to that a glass of the barrel age that's perfect perfect. that sounds amazing yeah it's amazing it really is amazing yeah and of course what you what you see nowadays more and more is another ritual is the the so-called kopstootje so you have a glass of geneva and a beer Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you 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 know it uh, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I I tried it I, when I was at at BCB last year. It was um, I had some of that. Yeah, yeah. So that's also uh, you see it's growing. Yeah, it's growing again. It was in the past it was uh, and now you see, but it, it we are very happy that you see the the interest in Geneva is growing. Yeah, and people are t- trying again. And uh, I read an, something in the paper. And the, there was someone who wrote a pa- an article and he said, okay, I was with my wife on a terrace in Amsterdam and I ordered an old Geneva and a white wine. And I like that Geneva that much. And that's the good news, of course. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. good news. It was an old Geneva, so he liked taste. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and yeah so people are enjoying it more and more and more and more and that's for us is uh, is good uh, yeah we are happy with that yeah and i mean I'm, I'm i'm very much a fan of the old style definitely <laughs> i like the flavor yeah it's um i mean i don't i don't like anything that is close to neutral so i i really appreciate you taking the time today and speaking with me and um love to have you on the show and this is uh this will be up probably in the next few weeks on 
my website and my iTunes and my everywhere pleasure. else you can get your podcasts. And um, and then thank you. I mean, anything uh, anything you want to promote as far as how to find out more about Geneva and about uh, balls in particular? Oh, yeah, we have, we have a website, uh, Balls website. Balls website. Uh, and that's that's what yeah is that I think that we balls have, uh, com or yeah, 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 com yeah so so we we have it over there yeah we have next to Geneva's we have of course a lot of liqueurs mm. and uh, yeah liqueurs is growing and it's it, of course it's basic for cocktails I am f- more focused on on Geneva mm. uh, because I think people know about our liqueurs yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but they don't know how nice a Geneva can be. And so that's that's, I, I like to promote that more and more and more. Uh, that must be pretty exciting, though. They get to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it, what what I what I told you uh, when I start working in this industry about 30 years ago, and in, in a few years time, I I was a fan of Geneva because I saw what what a natural product it is, how good the ingredients are. Uh, what the whole system is of distilling, eh? uh, yeah. the, the grains, uh, fermenting the grains, uh, distilling the, the mass afterwards, and then looking for the for the final taste. I don't know if I explained to you that we went from a three days fermentation to a five days fermentation. Because I noticed that when we did a three days fermentation, mm-hmm. our panel sometimes refuses the batch after distilling and when we we made the fermentation time longer to five days the panel always accepted the product and i was wondering what's going on so we made an analysis a gc analysis gas chromatographic analysis compared with the results of the panel mm-hmm. and we saw after some months that some ingredients were increasing during this two times two days extra fermentation and especially esters and fatty acids were growing and fatty acids are giving you the mouthfeel and the acids give you this fruity flowery bouquet mm-hmm. in the in the malt spirit so we decided to go for five days fermentation in that time oh great so it obviously costs more to do it longer. Absolutely, and, and but it's worth. It's Absolutely, but it's it's worth it because you have a much more constant quality, and your quality in total is better. Is better. Yeah. It's very good for your product, and uh, yeah. Well, it's our malt wine, malt spirit. Sorry, malt wine is the old name, malt spirit, and we uh, we we think that we are making one of the most fantastic. Malt spirits of all our competitors, although they do it their own. Okay, of course. Yes, of so course. Everybody has his own fingerprint. And that, uh, should be. All right. Well, thank you so much, Peter. Really appreciate you being here. And uh, remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Cialetti and on Instagram at Drinkable Globe. And remember, the world is out there. Drink it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Thank so you so much. It was thank wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much. The drink.